Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 32. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and develop their ability to lead effectively. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm Matt Perkins. I'm your host, and I want to thank you for listening. We have Matt McCoy with us today. Matt is the founder of loopcommunity.com, and he's sharing about how he got started leading worship, how he got started using loops and click tracks in his worship services, and then now what they are doing at loopcommunity.com with resources. They have a new Kickstarter that is now currently out, and you want to go and check out this Kickstarter. Um, It's awesome. It's a foot pedal for Ableton, and he's going to talk a little bit more about that, but I want to encourage you to check that out. We have all the information that he's talking about in the show notes today, so follow along, take a look at leadersinworship.com, and you can find that information for their Kickstarter Uh, the website, all of those things. Well, right now, we're going to go right into our interview with Matt McCoy. Matt, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Hey, can you tell us a little bit of background on how you got started in worship? And we know that you're doing the Loop community and you're an Ableton certified trainer, but give us some background on how you got started. Yeah, totally. So um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. My dad was a pastor of a vineyard church. So I was in the vineyard church movement. And so I was just always surrounded by (laughs) worship music. My mom played piano. My dad played guitar. That's actually how they met, playing on the worship team together. And we were at a vineyard church that we had planted in northern Indiana. And my dad, you know, I was about 12 years old. And my dad came to me and said, hey, we need a worship leader for our youth group. And I feel like that's like the story of so many worship leaders is that they started playing in their youth group, you know, when they're 12, which actually says a lot about, you know, just how important it is to pass the torch on to younger guys and to raise up younger worship leaders because that's really where we all started. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's amazing, you know, It, it can really change someone's life. And so my dad came to me and said, hey, we need a worship leader for our youth group. What do you think? You want to learn how to play guitar? And my dad started teaching me how to play guitar. And I remember I led worship for a small youth group of like 10 kids. And I just never stopped. I just kept going. And what's really cool, too, is the worship leader of our church, you know, he was probably 25 at the time, 25 years old. And he, you know, kind of just said, hey, let me work with you every single week. I'll come play with you at youth group. Every single Wednesday night, he got another guy in and taught him how to play bass, another kid how to play drums, and we had this little youth band, you know, of <laughs> a couple 12-year-olds. Wow. And every single week, this guy would come and play with us, and I remember eventually he's like, hey, how about this week you lead a song? And I'd be nervous, but I'd do it. And then, and then a couple weeks later, I'd be like, how about you lead two songs? 
And I'd be nervous, but I would do it. And then he'd be like, how about three songs? And then <laughs> next thing I knew, he wasn't even showing up anymore. Wow. And we were just flying on our own. And I've just never stopped since. You know, I was 12 years old. I'm 28 now. I got my first full-time job as a worship leader when I was 16. And I've been full-time at a church ever since. So I feel like I've been doing it quite a while, at least all my... <laughs> That's incredible. Most of my life. You know, and I think the thing that you mentioned, there were actually two things of what you just said, Matt, is one, you never stopped. You just kept going. Right. And so many times we are at the brink of really seeing some change in either the worship or the worship team or we're trying to we're trying to influence change and we don't really know how to go about it, but we're just giving it a shot sometimes. And the key to that is exactly what you had said. You know, I tried it and I just never stopped and I kept going. And that's a a great lesson for so many worship leaders in every aspect of what they do. Right. Yeah, you have to just (laughs) keep going at it. And, um, you know, I feel like it also, you know, I remember my dad telling me, he's like, you know, when he watched me lead worship the first time, you know, in front of those, the small youth group, uh, you know, and I was so nervous and I'm sure I did absolutely horrible. <laughs> but I remember him saying, you know, like, it's like pushing a baby bird out of a nest and, you know, they, they catch flight, you know, before yeah. they hit the ground. And, um, but it just, it's taking that initial step and jumping out and, you know, and I just, and I just loved it. I've grown up around worship music my whole life and I've always just loved um, connecting with God through music yeah, and leading people um, to God through music. It was just, it's just powerful. And the, the one other thing that you had mentioned was the fact that your worship leader invested time in yeah. you and other people to see that developed and the importance of us being willing to invest in the leaders that are coming next and what right. what impact we can make as worship leaders as worship pastors whatever role that you're in if if you're singing on the praise team if you're playing in the band making sure if you're a drummer invest in someone there's always people that want to come up i remember a, a few weeks ago there was one of the ladies that's on our our praise team and she's in our our leadership team for our worship ministry her granddaughter came up to the platform and she was just kind of looking at the drum set and yep. she said well she she plays drums i'm like well come on up and yep. uh, let me introduce you to our drummer and our drummer just spent several minutes with her Put her up on the uh, the drum riser and yep. uh, put her up. We were snapping pictures of uh, of her with it, and you never know the impact that you can oh, yeah. make by investing in someone. Yeah, it's a it's a ripple effect. It's amazing because you know that guy that worked with me. He, you know, twenty five year old. He didn't he didn't have to do that. He could have been, you know, he was giving up his Wednesday night. I remember he would drive drive over from work and spend a couple hours with us rehearsing and teaching us. I remember a few Saturday mornings, and he didn't. He did not have to do that, but I think he got it that, you know, this is about passing the torch, give to others what you've already been given. And, 
it's so huge because it really has changed my life. Yeah. I mean, my life would not be the same if he wouldn't have done that. And, you know, it makes me think extra, <laughs> extra hard about when I'm up on stage and, or I'm at church and I have a young kid come up to me and say, hey, you know, I, I play guitar or I play bass or I play drums or, you know, I feel called to be a worship leader, you know, to really think about, okay, how can I invest in this person? Exactly. Pass the torch. Now, when did you start using different loops in your worship and experimenting and doing some things? Um, we were just talking earlier. I remember the first video that I saw on YouTube quite a while back that you were explaining how your setup is in worship. And I remember seeing that. What, what got you started using loops and different types of things like that? Yeah, I was... Um... When I was in college, I went to the college at the University of Cincinnati, and I had never at that point, up to that point, played with a metronome or loop tracks. Actually, I'd never even heard of the idea of use of doing that in worship. And you know, this was back in 2004, and I was on staff at a church there called the Vineyard in Cincinnati, and the worship leader there, Robbie Ryder, <laughs> all of my looping and interest in multi-tracks and stuff is attributed to this guy. Because Robbie Ryder, I remember watching him lead worship, and he had brought a, a boss loop station, mm-hmm. and he had loaded it up with a few just loop tracks. And, you know, he was just firing it during worship, and they were on a metronome. And I remember thinking, man, that is so cool. And, um, and then I remember him eventually transitioning to Ableton, and it was like Ableton version 3 or something really early. Yeah. And uh, he came up to me and he's like, hey, you know, you want to learn this? You know, it's, what's really interesting is that it's almost the exact same thing as mm-hmm. the guy teaching me to lead worship. Wow. You know, Robbie came to me and said, hey, do you want to, how about you want to learn how to use Ableton and how to use this foot controller? And I remember I was leading worship that night and I thought, oh man, this is like, I've never done this before. So it's going to like, <laughs> my head's going to explode. How am I going to actually lead worship? But he's like, no, you can do this. You can do this. And he showed me within like an hour, it was probably even less than that, within like 30 minutes, how to use Ableton Live, load a few loops in there, how to use a foot controller. And he set me up with a worship set list for that night. And I used it that night in worship with click tracks and loops. Wow. And it was easy. And you know, that's what's amazing is like a lot of people are scared of, oh my gosh, this is so intimidating and how am I actually going to implement this? But I did it like that night. And I remember afterwards, I was like, wow, okay. This is this is amazing, and I started just exploring more possibilities of Ableton Live and using loops and click tracks, and it just the rest is history from there. Well, and that's that's one of the biggest things that we we hear when I talk with different people about Ableton or using clicks, and it's the intimidation factor. Is oh no, what if I fail? And yep. you almost have to start looking at it and changing your brain of. Hey, what if I don't? You know, yep. and and find times in your rehearsals to fail. Practice times where you can fail and yep. figure out what you're doing. And Yeah. I always tell people, "Hey, listen, just start using it in rehearsal. You know, on Thursday nights in your rehearsal, just start using it. You know, if you get off the click, if it ends up being a train wreck, like it's okay. That's what rehearsals for." Yeah. So start doing that maybe even for a month before you implement it on a Sunday morning. 
And that way your band can get used to using a click track. They can get used to hearing what loops sound like, how to kind of play with a loop, you know, because that can be challenging as well. There's a lot of different sounds going on in a loop track. How do you play to complement it and not to compete with it? Yeah. Um, But that's actually something I'm really passionate about is removing the intimidation factor with loops and technology and worship because technology can be very intimidating and when you're leading worship, the last thing you want is to be thinking about these foot pedals and this computer and some software update happening on your computer while you're leading. Or you know, what I mean, <laughs> that's the last thing you want to worry about. You want to yeah. be focusing on leading worship. And so I, when I go to these worship conferences, um, you know, we go to worship conferences as Loop Community and teach workshops, teaching people how to do this. And that's my passion. I want to teach. I feel that you know, if I can sit down with someone for an hour. They can leave that workshop after an hour feeling like, okay, I can do this. I understand it. I get it. And, um, and I've seen that. I've heard many, many stories of well, now, people not being afraid anymore of it. And you also do that for, like, if someone wants to have a class either for their church or a group of people, uh, you can come in to their city and do training sessions, Correct. Yep, we do on-site training sessions. We'll come to your church, work with your worship team, work with your worship leaders, teach you guys how to make your own loops, how to plug it all in, how to use you know all the all the equipment. Um, but we also do. I do a ton of Skype training, one-on-one Skype training, where I share my screen or I, or they share their screen with me, and we just walk through Ableton Live and building a worship set together. And I mean, it is actually very rare that I end up doing more than one session. And wow. each session is about an hour. And that's because after people spend an hour with it, they're like, oh, I get this. And it all just starts to click. Yeah. And so at Loop Community 2, we're developing things that we just want to make it easier and easier for people to use loops in worship. How did that process start in developing your website and this resource, loopcommunity.com. And I encourage you, if you are a worship leader, uh, if you're a musician in uh, your worship team, check out loopcommunity.com. They're doing some great things. How did that come about, Matt? Yeah, well, um, I was, so I was using loops all through college. And after college, I went to work at Willow Creek Community Church in Chicago. And I remember... It's funny, you know, I was building all my own tracks or trying to find them online somewhere. There were places to download them. You know, you could, you could go to forums and download loops that people were, were sharing with people, you know, B-Wax Forum or Sacred Loops. And I remember, or you just made your own, and I remember it was a Saturday night, and I needed a loop track for a song the next morning. You know, I had procrastinated. I probably should have done it earlier in the week, but it was late <laughs> Saturday night. And I'd procrastinated, and it was late, and I'm tired, and I'm like, man, I just, I want to go to bed. I have to get up early. The last thing I want to do is make this track. And it was for a really popular song. I think it was Mighty to Save. Uh And I thought, I remember as I was sitting there, you know, with my keyboard, like, making this track, I thought, this is so crazy. There's probably somebody in the world who's already built a track for Mighty to Save. Like, I shouldn't have to be up late at night, you know, making this track. Right. You know. I shouldn't be procrastinating either, but <laughs> I thought, this is crazy. It'd be, and then I thought, man, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool if there was a website that I could go to and download a track for Mighty to Save. Or 
if there was a website where I could go to and upload songs that I've made and other worship leaders could download them. Right. And then I just started thinking like, huh, maybe I should start one. And I pulled out a sticky note and I started writing down just name ideas, you know, and just a bunch of different names. And I ended up landing on Loop Community. And the whole idea was, all right, this is a place where you can go to get loops, but it's a community. It's a people, worship leaders all over the world who are just sharing content that they've made for their churches. Yeah. And so that night I, you know, bought loopcommunity.com, the domain, and started a WordPress WordPress blog. And uh, <laughs> it was really ghetto. You know, just a WordPress blog that I would post loops and people would upload loops. And um, it was, you know, definitely humble beginnings, that's for sure. Well, to see what that has developed into and... I've been using it going on and and looking at okay there's a song that we want and then being able to listen to a few different different versions that other users have uploaded that they did and having those options is a really cool thing right it is that is what's really cool about it is that all the tracks on Loop Community are made by worship leaders so the story is probably that you know, some guy needed, you know, a version of How Great Is Our God for some service, and he made a loop for it and then decided to upload and share it. So what's cool is that all the tracks in Loop Community were made probably for a church service, which means that the arrangement is probably church congregational friendly, hopefully. Hopefully the key is congregational friendly. But you also get a bunch of different styles options. So, you know, you could search How Great Is Our God and find 10 different versions you know, they all kind of sound a little different. So you could even change it up every once in a while. We just launched a new section of our website called Sound Park. And the idea behind Sound Park is, you know, we've got all these guys who are making loops using software like Ableton, Reason, Logic, Pro Tools. We've got all these guys making loops. And, um, you know, I often have guys come up to me and say, hey, you know, I'm having, where can I get some good sounds like for pianos or pads or cool drum beats like where do I where can I get those sounds to actually like use in the software and um, for making loops and I thought all right well that'd be cool you know we've got a website where we're sharing loops that are already made but what if we had a website or a section of our site where people could share patches and presets like instrument presets for those pieces of software that is awesome for those guys who are making loops and so that's what Soundpark is you can go upload you know a piano preset or a patch that you made in Reason and you can either give it a, we decided that we want, we really want it to be a content rich section of the site. So we uh-huh. decided it's either you're going to give it away for free or you can sell it for 99 cents. That whatever, is cool. whatever you want. And our hope honestly is that people just give it away for free. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not about making money. It's really, we just want to have a place where worship guys can find sounds. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that we try and do on the leaders in worship website and podcast is to equip, connect, and develop worship leaders and leaders in worship ministry and and to provide resources. And this is an amazing resource that you guys are doing. That's a great idea with the Sound Park and being able to have those things available. What would you say to the worship leader that is just wanting to start? Maybe they He's gone to the pastor or the board and said, hey, can I do this? And now they say, okay, yeah, we'll give you a budget to go ahead and do this. 
And yep. then they say, now what? What do I do? What what computer yep. do I buy or what software? What would you say to them and what direction would you point them in? Right. Yeah, if you've never done it before, <laughs> it's funny because I tell people in my workshops, you can get as nerdy and geeky with this stuff as you want. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times you'll get on the website and you'll look at someone's pedal board or you'll look at somebody's loop rig and they've got like all sorts of interfaces and DIs and cables and controllers and laptop. And, um, you know, if you look at mine, mine's kind of like that. And, but that's more of just because I'm kind of geeky in that way and it's fun to me. But when someone's just getting started, it's easy for them to think, oh man, I need to get all this stuff. I need interfaces, computers, and you have to spend, and they think, oh man, I need a budget now of like $1,500 to buy all this. Yeah. And really what I would say is you don't need any of that. And, um, what you need is, um, what I would say is we, so Loop Community, we developed recently a free iPad app. And the whole goal of this iPad app is to make using loops and multi-tracks and worship simple and easy. So our iPad app, you got to check it out. It's called Loop Community Prime. Um, if you go to Loop Community's website, there should be a big banner there that says Prime. And it's an app that's actually coming for iPhone here pretty soon in a couple weeks. But it's an app where any track that you download from Loop Community loads right into the app, and it's a 12-channel mixer, so you can kind of remix the stems, you know, remix the, the different instruments in the track. Wow. And then it's already pre-panned, so all you do is you come out of your headphone jack huh. with a Y cable. So you come out of your headphone jack with like a headphone cable that splits into two quarter-inch cables. And we've already pre-panned all the tracks. So on the left-hand side of your headphone jack, the click and the band cues come through. You know, the band cues that are like one, two, yeah. three. And then on the right-hand side are all the tracks. So all you do is you come out of the iPad app and you go into two different DIs. One DI that's for click. And that, when you send to, you know, the in-ears of your band, so your band can hear the metronome. And the other one, you label loop, and that's where all your tracks go, and your front-of-house guy pumps it in the house. And I would say that that's all, <laughs> that's all you need to get started just for beginners, now then probably the next step up from there, if you want to download Ableton Live intro, it's a $99 version of Live, easy way to get started with loop tracks. And we have a bunch of free training videos on the website that walk you through how to use Live. Some of the pluses of using Live are that, are that you can be a little bit more flexible with jumping around yeah. into different parts of the song, using external controllers, all sorts of fun stuff. That's great. Now, so they can go right to loopcommunity.com and Prime is there. Now, does Prime, do they purchase specific loops for Prime? Or how does that work? Yeah, any tracks, any, anything, any tracks that you purchase on loopcommunity.com sh will show up in Prime. Oh, okay. So that's what's really great about it. So if you buy a, you know, a song for Cornerstone then it will show up automatically in Prime when you log in. And then you can make a set list. We also just added a feature where you can add a click track. So you could really use it in a worship set. You can make a set list, add click tracks, add your loop tracks, and then just get that Y cable. You, know, you can get one for like $3 online and go into two different DIs. And we actually have a diagram on our training center that talks about how to hook that up. But I would say that's the best way to get started if you're a brand new 
user of loops and multitracks. That's that's a really easy way to get going. That's and great. then if you want to get more advanced, you know, as far as like you want to make your own loops, or you want to take a loop and break it up and make it your own arrangement, then that's where Ableton Live can be very very um, helpful in that. And we also offer, you know, like we said earlier, just one-on-one training, or there's a ton of free videos on our website. Cool. That can help you get going. Well, that that is a a great resource for churches, for worship leaders, and it takes kind of the the situation where it can be so overwhelming and it brings it down to a manageable manageable, you know, kind of bite-sized pieces. I know the first time that I started using live, uh, I was so used to using and seeing the user interface for Pro Tools that when I went over to live, yep. it, it just freaked out. I was overwhelmed, and I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll try and I'll just yeah. go back to Pro Tools. Yeah, it scares and, people because it looks so different. But once you get going in it, it's so much easier oh, and yeah. so much more flexible. And um, It's definitely know. the way to go. There's, and, and I've told people, you know, I'm an Ableton certified trainer and a product specialist for them. And, you know, I've told people that I, I the reason I'm, I'm telling people to use live is not just because I'm a certified trainer with them. I'm, I really, really believe that it's the best software available for running tracks yeah. in a live performance. And if something better comes along, then I'll start using that. But yeah. as of right now, and for the past, for a long time, for the past 10 years or so, live has been it. And, and it's awesome. It's really powerful. Now, and, I noticed that there are several things that you offer with songs where people can also get the Reason files. Um, is Reason something that if they're a Reason user that would work? for live situations um, or would they be best to export those songs yeah, in each of best, those channels? Right, yeah, they'd be best to export the songs and then run those tracks in live. Yeah. Reason's, Reason's great for making tracks. I've made a lot of tracks in Reason, but then I always export them and then run them in Ableton Live. Yeah. Because Ableton has a lot more flexibility for controllers, external controllers, actually building a set list. Um, you know, actually using more than one song at a time. Where with Reason, you ha- you can have only one song open. Right. You know, in separate windows. I've completely transitioned to using Live completely, where I make all my loops in it, and I run all my loops in it as well. And, um, you know, I've actually, in the past six months, I've also really stripped down what equipment I actually use on stage with me when I lead. Now I travel a lot and so it was getting really tiring carrying around a pedal board with all these controllers and interfaces and yeah. It was just too much and so I decided to really strip it down. And when I say strip it down, I mean like serious. I only have all I bring with me is my laptop, one of those headphone cables. <laughs> I'm not even using an interface. Oh, I just wow. go with my laptop, a headphone cable, and a MIDI foot controller. So I can control them while I'm playing guitar. Now, are you using uh, Soft Step for that? I'm using a bunch of different pedals. Now, here's something I will tell you. But Loop Community has spent a lot of time developing our own USB MIDI foot controller. And we are very close. 
I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be broadcasted, but we're very close within the next week or two to be launching a Kickstarter campaign to help us make this pedal happen. Wow. And we're like ready to go. We're ready to manufacture a ton of them. Um, so I've been, in the past couple months, I've been using that one. That called, is awesome. The pedal is called Looptimus. It's a USB, USB-powered MIDI foot controller. It has nine buttons on it, 20 banks. Each bank has patches A through F. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, what's a bank? So think of a bank as a song. So you could have 20 songs, and then in each song, you could have A through F. So what you could do is, like, A could be your verse, B could be pre-chorus, C could be chorus. So you could have 20 songs with, like, six sections per song. Or if you're just keeping it simple, you could just, you know, make A, song one, B, song two, C, song three. So... I'm not sure when this is going to be broadcasted, but definitely check us out on Kickstarter and help us out to make this pedal happen. Well, we will have in the show notes, um, whether this posts before the Kickstarter or if the Kickstarter is going, we will have the link in the show notes. So regardless of when you are listening to this episode and wherever you're at, we will have the link to this Kickstarter, and I encourage you to go and check this out, support these guys. Uh, this is a great resource. And right now I have, I have a new soft step, and I am looking at the programming of that, and my <laughs> mind is about ready to bust yep. <laughs> trying to figure that thing out. It's kicking my tail. That's, that's one of the reasons why we developed this pedal. Yeah. Because you would not even believe, I'm sure you actually could believe, how many people, we get so many emails from people saying, I cannot figure out how to program this soft step. Yeah. And honestly, I've had a, I've had a crazy hard time doing it as well. It takes, it takes too long. It's too hard. And so our goal is to make a pedal, which we are making a pedal, that is going to make this really easy for people. It plugs right into your iPad. It's powered by your iPad. It works with our app, Prime. So you could use it. You could use it with our free app, Prime, on your iPad, or you could use it with Ableton Live or whatever software you're using. Wow. So we want to just make it really easy, affordable for people to do this and now, where it's not intimidating. When that goes to market, do you have a, um, a list price in mind of where that's going to hit? Um, or is that still in development? Yeah, we're still in development on that. Cool. Well, I tell you what, that would be, that would be a major score and one of the things that people might have as challenges as well is working at a church where there's multiple sites and multiple campuses. Well, how do you replicate that process? And are you able to do it in a way that makes sense uh, budget-wise? Also, just your process uh, to have multi-sites yep. and how do you do this? Now, one of the ways, uh, this might be a crazy way, and so if you say, man, Matt, you're an idiot, don't, don't do that, then I'll, I'll cut this out of, the, <laughs> out of the episode. We have uh, myself and uh, my assistant, worship pastor, he leads worship over at our other campus. And so, but he offices, we office out of the same, same office. So we have a Dropbox Pro account. 
and he will do his set on his computer. He'll get it set, and then when he goes over there, it's already refreshed um, right. when he gets there for for service. And we keep all of our all of our sets in and all of the sessions. We keep them all for our main yep. campus and the other in a Dropbox Pro account. And then when I go onto the sanctuary yep. stage, then we have it there. So, right. Um, I think that's a good way to do it. So I'm on staff currently at a church called Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicago. Um, the worship ministry is called Vertical Church Band. And um, anyways, we've got a, you know, the, our church is made up of seven campuses throughout the Chicagoland area. And we do the exact same worship set at every campus. And, you know, the goal is that it's, you know, it's one church, seven campuses. You know, it's not seven churches. Right. You know, it's one church, seven campuses. And our goal is that, you know, no matter what campus people go to, they're going to get the same experience. And how do we do that? How do we, if we've got seven different worship leaders, how do we kind of have the same sound and stuff? So what we do is we build one Ableton session per weekend with all of our tracks in it. And, um, and then we just send that out via Dropbox to all the worship leaders at every campus. And they all, we all use the exact same Ableton session. Now, you know, because some guys maybe sing it in a different key than others, that's the power of Ableton. You can actually then use the transpose feature in Ableton and transpose the track to fit whatever key you want to play it in. Yeah. But I think that's a good solution. That's cool. Well, and I just saw, I was looking as we were talking that you have a Loop Community Soft Step preset yep. template that uh, I just added to a cart right now. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, that preset is going to make it really great for using in worship. But still, you know, it's not easy Good right. luck getting that thing into your soft step. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. and that's I mean, you one can do of the, it, but you know it's just not easy. Well, and that's one of the things that I found is you know the first time I plugged it in, then they said I get the notice to upgrade the firmware. Well, then after I upgrade the firmware, I can't get anything else to work right. Yeah. So I downgraded the firmware, and I'm like, oh lord, this this might be a short lived process here. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I'll hang on to it until Loop Community yeah, releases their Looptimus. One yeah. of the Kickstarter rewards that we're talking about, it's not for sure set in stone, but one of the rewards is actually going to be a soft step buyback program. Oh, so, wow. You know, you pay a little bit of money towards the Kickstarter and then mail us your soft step and we'll mail you a Looptimus. That is pretty cool. Because we sold a lot of people soft steps and um, it's, just, it's just hard to program. Well, and I think in the right setting, there are people that probably can use this, and it will work amazing, right. but not in all settings, especially when you're leading, there's not a whole lot of margin for error uh, right. when you're trying to get that thing going. So, Yeah, so you know, we hope to have really everything you need for running loops and multitracks in worship. We've got the tracks, tons and tons of content. We've got the um, the app for iOS devices, and we've got a pedal that you can use for guitar players. That's great. Now, one thing I want to I do want to talk about that's just 
a really important part of loop community that I think a lot of people don't um, see from the outside. They wouldn't know that this is happening. But an important part of it is, you know, for a long time, these blogs and these forums that were posting loops, people to download, even if they were just given away for free, like just sharing them via Dropbox or sharing them via like a forum post or hey, email me and I'll send you this loop. A lot yeah. of that happened on BWAX Forum. I don't even know if anybody, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you know what BWAX Forum is. But um, the problem with it is that none of that stuff was legally licensed. Right. Um, and it's actually, you know, people think, well, I'm just giving it away for free, so I don't have to license it. But that's actually not true at all. Um, you do have to license it. And so a lot of that was really in a way, some illegal activity. So when we started Loop Community, it was very, very important to us that um, we were doing things the ethical and moral way. And we licensed, we decided we're going to license every single track that's available on our website. Wow. Now, technically, it's not really, technically, it really should be the user's responsibility to license their content. Mm Mm-hmm. But we just knew that you know licensing is complicated, and people maybe wouldn't even know how to do it, and maybe it wouldn't happen. And so we thought, no, we're just going to do it for people. So that's one of the you know benefits of using Loop Community is that we make sure all the tracks are licensed properly, that the right people are getting you know paid, you know that the songwriters getting paid, the publishers are getting paid. So that's a really important thing. And there's yeah. you know there's some sites out there that aren't licensing content and. Um, well, that's great. The other really great thing is that, think about this. When you, when you purchase a Loop from Loop community, you're actually supporting worship leaders all around the world. It's really another way for worship leaders to make some income. You know, yeah. we, you know a, lot, a lot of us know that worship leading jobs aren't definitely the, the highest paying jobs in the world. Yeah. And um, this is just a great way to make some extra income on the side. So you're really supporting worship leaders all over. So it kind of spells that out on on the website of what they need to do. Yeah, there's just a big button in the top that says upload, and then it'll walk you through the process of how to upload your tracks awesome. and how to get paid. So then every time a loop sells, anytime someone buys your loop, you get uh, money into your account at Loop Community. That's so great. We've got we've got some contributors who are making you know close to a thousand dollars every single month. Wow. And that's just you know easy mailbox money. That's great. So, well, Matt, I sure appreciate your time of being with us on the Leaders in Worship podcast. And man, what a great resource! And you guys have just done a great job with the site and having everything laid out, and really becoming a community where people can go to and be able to exchange the sounds and songs, all of these things. And so thank you for your heart for the local church and pouring into worship leaders. Totally. It's a, we, we talk about this a lot on the Loop community team, but you know, it's really a ministry for us. Um, we hear constantly stories, you know, via email or Facebook or when I'm at conferences of people just saying, man, you know, we were, we're a small church plant and we don't have like a full band and we use Loop Community every single week to help us do worship. And, I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. Helping churches lead people to God through music. So, I want to thank Matt for being our guest today and 
for the information that he shared. I encourage you, go and check out the resources that he has at loopcommunity.com. Here's one of the things that he's making available for leaders and worship listeners. You can get Ableton Live intro for only $85 if you enter the promo code LIW. That's LIW. Enter that and you will save off of the standard price of, I believe, $99. You'll be able to get Ableton Live intro for only $85. And we sure appreciate him extending this offer to the leaders and worship listeners. He had some great things that he was sharing about resources. They have the Kickstarter that's coming up. Let's get behind them and make sure that they reach this goal. There's only a few days left on this Kickstarter, so I encourage you, go check it out. Make sure that you get involved in this Kickstarter. One of the things that I took away from this interview, he mentioned that there was a worship leader that invested in him, kept encouraging him, and he started leading worship and said, I just never quit. How important is that for us? Sometimes we face discouragement, we face setbacks, we wonder, am I really even called to do this? And we start questioning the gift that God has placed in us. I encourage you, do not quit. Keep developing what God has given you and see it through those difficult times. There are incredible days ahead for you in ministry, so keep going. Don't quit. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to go to iTunes. You can leave us a starred rating, a written review. You can go on our website and just leave a comment on either this episode or some previous episodes. We would love to hear from you and hear how this podcast is helping you. Well, until next time, make sure that you have an incredible week of ministry. Be intentional about leading worship this weekend and get involved in what God is doing. Have an incredible week. God bless.